we can still be the amazing business women we are and the mothers and lovers and still talk about our trauma. We get to openly and publicly talk about our trauma for all people who are silenced by their trauma. Welcome to You Should Write a Book About That. I'm your host, Kim O'Hara, a book coach with a story inside, and I am interviewing fascinating people from all walks of life with a story to tell. Do these folks have a best-selling book in them? Stick around and find out. Hey, everybody. It's your host, Kim O'Hara, and I'm back with you today with another standalone podcast. And today I want to talk about intimacy after trauma and writing about trauma I went to a seminar last Friday that really blew my mind. It was about intimacy after trauma. And what really came up for me after that event, which was wonderful, it was held by an organization here in Los Angeles called ECHO and led by this wonderful doctor, Dr. Erica Holmes. And, you know, I have been to dozens of seminars and conferences and retreats and networking groups and social gatherings to build my business. And I have watched tons of educational videos, read books, and listened to talks on how to be an effective leader. I've done energy work, sound baths, and attended all kinds of spiritual events. But you can bet I can count on one hand the trauma workshops or events I have been to. And yet, (laughs) this is one area that prevents me and many other people from truly getting intimate with others. But even more so, most importantly so, intimate with myself. So many accomplished businesswomen have unresolved or untold trauma. They build the business, they get to CEO of the company, buy the house, have the kids, but they can't figure out why there's this hole in their lives that they can't fill. Soon comes divorce, overeating, depression, and then panic attacks, and they all lurk kind of around those secrets. And the truth is, under most of these circumstances, lie unresolved trauma. But, you know, we don't want to talk about it because all of a sudden there's this like stigma about talking about trauma before we've even started talking about trauma. You know, like if you talk about trauma, you know, you're a victim or you're weak or it doesn't align with the life business plan or you got to be careful you don't trauma bond. And unfortunately to me, for me, I got to the point where I have, you know, all the bells and whistles, I have the business, I love what I do, my kids are healthy, I like where I live, but I I got to a breaking point where I needed to explore my story with intimacy with others and mainly myself and then See that until I start understanding trauma took that ability away from me, I can't get busy with building the muscle to get it back. And I'm hoping that I'm touching listeners today who have a hell yeah to that and that they feel um, my pain and also their own pain 
So we can start looking at what is your trauma story? You know, is it sexual? Is it verbal? Is it physical? Is it an attachment issue? Sort of look at your life. What's not abundant? You know, is it intimacy? If you have trauma in your past, I can assure you that there is some narrative you are repeating that has to do with living that trauma again and sort of what we do to protect ourselves so we don't experience the triggers. I'm reading a lot about, I'm kind of geeking out now about the mind and the brain and how they work together to create mindfulness and happiness and the neurons and what you know what we can choose to think about in our day the trauma that we can choose to either bring into our lives or talk about it and vet it and then look to other you know feelings or emotions to start building those muscles in our lives i don't know about you but i'm i'm ready to build the tools that fill the hole. I'm ready to grab the tools that fill the hole. And part of that is recovering from trauma and digging deep into the layers that recovery requires. You know, I, I wrote my first book, um, Kicking Abuse in the Ass, which was very cathartic and very empowering. And I was like, cool, that's okay. Like, great, all done. No evidence points to full recovery from trauma. Wrote the book. But wait a minute, like a couple years later, I look at the book and I realize I am talking about all the areas that trauma touches, but what about intimacy? Like the, this is about intimacy. I thought we were done and we're not. It's like another, another up level. So you know how you're like ready and the universe provides the teachers and, and you know, right about when I was feeling blindsided and kind of miffed, that's when this class came up with this brilliant psychologist, Dr. Erica Holmes, who I'm going to definitely have on the podcast. And she said many businesswomen who have suffered trauma can keep up the physical and physiological the homes, the career, and the kids, but have difficulty maintaining and sustaining healthy, intimate, romantic relationships and with peers. She also got married and couldn't stay married. And I was like, oh shit, you know, I have had two marriages and I've left both. And I've been in relationships with guys since seventh grade. I mean, seventh grade, what the hell? You'd think I'd have intimacy figured out by then. But I've just been repeating, you know, the same mechanism of getting into a relationship and bailing out over and over because it's not intimate. You know, like, you know, am I intimate? Do I even know how to do that? You know, as a sexual abuse survivor, I was given a really complicated message as a kid. And I know anyone who's listening to this that was a survivor of sexual abuse can understand. You know, when you have stress as a little kid and a man comes in and makes it physically better, better, air quotes, you know, and then leaves, you get a powerful message that, that there's physical seeking and then leaving, right? So like you carry that into your adult life, you know, it's basically left me alone at 51 doing this work now with all the other boxes in my life checked, but the relationship one, 
you know? And, um, and so intimacy is into me, I see. So I've got to go into myself first and ask some really serious questions about my capacity to feel intimacy. So here's what the new story needs to be for me and so many accomplished women out there who have it all, but feel there's sort of a lack of self-integration or a hole with intimacy. It's time to reintegrate with you, with yourself. For me, and I do some shamanic work, it's the eight-year-old girl my dad stopped abusing. She's been running the show, pissed and abandoned for a long time, and now I'm taking over. Adult Kim is taking over, right? So I, I have to listen to her finally coming out of the shadows, and she's whispering to me her truths and her story, and it doesn't feel so good. But I have to listen to all the parts of myself. You need to listen to all the parts of yourself because within you, you actually know. If, if you've done a list like I've done, if you've been to as many seminars and workshops, and I mean, I've just thrown myself into the book coaching world and the personal development world so big time in the last seven years. I Man, I had none of that as a movie producer, like none of that. Like I smoked pot and that was my spiritual, you know, evolution, really. I mean, I don't think, yeah, I mean, I, I, I that was it. And so I've really thrown myself into this. And so I'm signed up for all the different stories and taking responsibility as an adult to hold all those younger parts of myself so tenderly and compassionately so I can reintegrate with my true identity. And then therefore, that's a form of intimacy. If I know that I'm being a little funky right here, or if I'm being a little stubborn here, or I'm being a little controlling here, and that's not getting me anywhere, throughout the years, astrology has like showed me like, yo, you're being a little bit too bossy, you're a little <laughs> bit too controlling. Right. Like, pull it back. That's why people are not helping you. And when you adjust and, and assimilate accordingly, it's like, oh, okay, that is kind of true. That was Sonia Marie, one of our earlier guests on You Should Write a Book About That. Check her out. She is an amazing astrologer and also an author of the book, The Signs. I presented a lot of topics in my book about breaches of intimacy, the physical, the spiritual, the intellectual, the experiential. And yet I, I recounted all these crazy stories of what I would do to not be intimate yet thinking I was intimate. And so like in, a, in an interesting way, I was ahead of my own time. I had a, no idea what I was writing about, which is an interesting thing. Like sometimes we write our first books and they're like the preliminary book, you know, publishable, helpful to so many people. And now I've gone on and I'm on sort of that next level to write about this next part. Like what do you do when you know? And what do you do when you're reintegrating? So I didn't really know how to do the actual integration with myself to get the intimacy piece then, but I can tell you now that I'm a born writer and, um, you know, I think that the truth lies within the words that I'm going to continue to write on the page. You know, I've already written a second book, like after the first one, 
I was manifesting so much good. Like I just wanted to talk about how I had moved on as a survivor. You know, I was sober, accomplished financially, spiritual. I'm going to you know, publish the follow-up book. But life had a different path for me. And COVID has been a different path for many of us. I got really still. I couldn't do one more rebound guy. I got really quiet. I had a root canal that found me popping Benadryl and I had to restart my sobriety time. You know, Dax Shepard talks about it. Like when we're spiritually unfit, we reset our time because we're just being sneaky, but we get to up level. I get to up level in a spiritual way. I don't want to fill the hole anymore. You know, I've been spending time with my daughters on a deeper level than I ever have and seeing them truly for who they are instead of this preteen and this teen and we're all sort of running around, you know, bonking into life. Instead, we're getting really, really clear in life. And I started to spend time with myself on a deeper level than I ever had. And the panic attacks started to have a different message where before they would just flatten me out and I would be just a complete, you know, praying to God and make them over and please don't let this happen when I'm on the stage speaking somewhere. And now they showed me like integration was happening. I needed a deeper sense of self and soothing and that I had the power to take charge of my sympathetic nervous system by teaching me that nobody was going to abuse me anymore. And I wasn't actually in real danger. And I could start to trust my decision process. So the last two weeks have been like really brutal. Um, it was great that I had the class on Friday. You know, again, divine timing. You know, I've wanted to climb in a hole like for an entire day. You know, I don't know about anybody listening to this, but I usually get up every morning and feel pretty good about my life, you know, meditate, wash my face, brush my teeth, have my coffee, look at my schedule for the day, if my kids are with me, see what they've got going on with school. And in these particular last two weeks, I just laid in bed and I thought, oh my God, what is it all worth? What is there to live for? And I'm not talking suicidal. But in a weird way, really allowing myself to go to that kind of bottom where I wasn't going to fill the hole with a partner that's not worthy of me to make me somewhat happy for a couple months, I was actually taking the time to be with myself and look at this integration of a new coping system inside my brain neurologically that craves the stillness, meditation, and creativity to heal the whole inside. And here's what happened when I was non-judgmentally being okay with myself lying there in the stillness, listening to all the voices and not judging them. I started to actually crave, instead of achieving sitting on the couch. I actually started to long for time to have long hours to just sit on the couch and sit. 
Now, my schedule is currently not allowing me to have as much time as I'd like. I'd love to just sit in silence on the couch for hours. I, I, I'd like to go into an integration time bubble and just be there for a while because I, I have this intuitive knowing now, and I know I might sound a little nutty, but I swear to God, I'm like this super... I'm a pretty conservative person. And I I started realizing that the truths and answers to all I wanted and needed would be in that silence. And the more I couldn't allow myself to do that because I have responsibilities, I was able to see where the work I wanted to do to serve others was most important and how I didn't want to give my time and power away or waste time saying yes when I meant no because that was taking away this beautiful rewriting of the story, this different discovery, this different story, this reintegration. And I could get really, really visible. And when I wasn't inspired to do so, I could get quiet. And you know, I, I think we can continue to tell our trauma stories over and over and write about them in books, and there may continue to be holes, and that's okay. The journey to recover from abuse is almost like an opportunity to love yourself perhaps more than you ever would have before. You know, my my hole was a hyperarousal response to fear that was perceived. So how can we share more about trauma? We can stop thinking it's already overdone. We haven't even gotten started. We can still be the amazing business women we are and the mothers and lovers and still talk about our trauma. We get to openly and publicly talk about our trauma for all people who are silenced by their trauma. They can't find the words. So I ask you to write down today, who are you still in the trauma? Who are you outside the trauma, and who do you want to be? Get curious. Explore. I get to have conversations with my daughters about trauma and break the generational story of trauma. That in itself is worth writing a new story. You've been listening to You Should Write a Book About That. If you enjoyed our episode, tell a friend to listen, subscribe or review on iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, Spotify, and Pandora, or wherever you listen to podcasts.